0: a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll.
1: Hello, and good afternoon here in London. We are here for the Web Summit takeover Meet the Cryptopreneurs uh, with the founder of N-Exchange, Mr. Oleg Bilosov. Hi, Oleg. Uh, good to see you. Hi, Ajit. Likewise. Great. So, uh, well, first of all, you know, thank you for joining us today. And uh, how was Web Summit for you?
2: Well, frankly, it was overwhelming. Um, So many people, it's quite unbelievable that, um, you know, in times of a global pandemic, we could still, they could still make it happen. So, so big, big kudos to them. Right. And to all the people that, you know, made it, obviously.
1: Right. So I was talking to one of the crypto, uh, one of the other crypto founders, and you know I said, "Hey, how was Web 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 Summit?" And he said it was Web Two Summit, not Web Three Summit. So what did you find uh, particularly interesting or useful about uh, Web Summit, and uh, especially from a crypto crypto entrepreneur's perspective?
2: Right. So look, um, you know, first and foremost, um, I, I try to look on the half um, half full cap, right, <laughs> and or in that case, the two, two thirds, the two full thirds, and in that sense, uh, I do agree um, that it wasn't a crypto-specific event, and um, the crypto focus was pretty low. Right in the in the opening remarks, Patty said that um, um, they have over um, three hundred crypto startups, and crypto and, and is is their main focus for 2021. Um, but to be honest, I haven't, haven't, haven't experienced this event as, as a crypto event. It's more of a traditional for us. Really, we have attended yeah. this event for the fifth year in uh, in a row. And even when it was uh, virtual last year, we, we we still haven't skipped. So um, yeah, it, it, it's nice to be there. It's nice to see the people. It's nice to see what's going on. But but I wouldn't say that it's 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 as beneficial as 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 an industry-specific
1: event. Right, right. right. So, so what do you do? First of all, what is an exchange? And uh, tell us more about uh, what you're working on.
2: Right. Um, so of Exchange works across two verticals, right? Um, first and foremost, it provides a bridge for people that never heard about crypto to... Um, Easily purchase and acquire their first Bitcoin using um, Visa, MasterCard, um, alternative payment methods, and um, SEPA banking, right? Um, And currently, we do not do custody, but we have recently launched a partnership with Fireblocks. And Mm -hmm. uh, it would allow us to provide custodial services to, to, to newcomers, which is actually a big point of friction. in in our product currently that people have to own their own wallet and have their public key saved um so they can withdraw funds but 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 this recent development would allow us to to launch custody in a way that would not compromise our principles and the second vertical that we um are working in is the otc vertical so that's actually been um much earlier than we have uh, had our first fiat in- on ramp implemented in late 2016, um, we had uh, one of the first um, crypto OTC trading APIs and custodial instant crypto trading OTC APIs. And nowadays, we provide our services to leading industry um, wallets and um, service providers such as Puma Pay, Doc Wallet, uh, Ex- Exodus and so on and so forth and always obviously we, um, open uh, for new partnerships right and and um, getting to know new companies so if anyone has a wallet and in need of liquidity my mailbox is always open a wallet or a service yeah
1: so, so you're essentially building uh, an exchange for both retail and institutional users uh, with a variety of capabilities. So, And, and is that European-focused, or uh, are you looking at, uh, with geographies, are you looking at?
2: Well, obviously, as you know, um, in the sense of regulation and scrutiny, the industry is getting tougher and tougher. So we are not in any OFAC sanctioned um, um, jurisdictions. Obviously, um, anywhere that is illegal for us, we're not there, yeah? Um, and our infrastructure is mostly European in the sense of fiat, you're right. Um, and in the sense of, uh, you know, working in both, both verticals, it, it just happened, right? So actually, Ender exchange is very unique in that sense, because most companies out there, most contenders, they're um, either in crypto to crypto, they're in fiat, right? And then uh, the other part, they do our partnerships, and we do the same, everything in-house, right? So it creates twice the business opportunity and we kind of can benefit from both worlds. Um, whenever the alt um, season is out, you know, we have lots of crypto to crypto volume. And whenever um, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum are um, enjoying a momentum, we get to onboard a bunch of new users that are first time buyers. But it also presents some challenges, right? So with a skeleton team of less than 20 people, you have to maintain a wide spectrum of products. And yeah, if I if I can give an a, a tip to like a first time founder, uh, it's 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 focus on your niche, right? Don't pivot, and don't roll out a wide range of services. Sure. Just do one service sure. and do it well.
1: Right. And you're you're based in Lisbon. So what took you to Lisbon?
2: Right. Um, well, you see, I've been traveling a lot. So originally, I'm from Israel, and or, well, I was born in Uzbekistan, but I lived in Israel for most of my life, to be accurate. the age of five and um originally i relocated to berlin and i worked there two years as a senior software engineer in rocket internet that was in 2013 i believe beginning of 14. um and then i just uh, went to lithuania for five years where we had an office and i think the business climate specifically for crypto is is very good in in portugal it's an open-minded country and and uh, um Business climate as well as the actual um, weather climate is it, very comfortable, right? So people actually don't give enough. Uh, I, th- I think it, it's a fair, fair combination of the two because people don't give enough um, credit to the sun, but I think it's very important. Working from London and Berlin is great. They have great coffee and they have great ecosystems, but eventually I think to be productive and happy as a person, it's much better to have 250 sunny days a year or 300. Um, than 90, right? And, and, and you, you really um, get to enjoy stuff. So we really, albeit we work very hard and anywhere we do business, we try to um, allow people to maintain work-life balance. So that includes like paternity leaves and regulated working hours and paid leave for freelancers, like yearly vacation budgets and whatnot. We really try, albeit all of the, the vast majority of our, our guys are freelancers we try to kind of simulate um, a benefits package for them, so they kind of can leave yeah,
1: yeah. So, so work. They, uh, work to, yeah, yeah, that's very, that's very interesting, right? So now, uh, so Lisbon was Lisbon had a lot of conferences this time. You know, there was Cosmos, Ethereum, uh, Ethereum One, Ethereum Two, Solana. Uh, just, just uh, there were so many crypto people from all over the world that were just descending on Lisbon, and of course, Web Lisbon, and of course, Web Summit. So, so what's what do you think is bringing uh, crypto people in general, not just you, but you know a lot of people, uh, to to Lisbon? Uh, what's what's so exciting? What's diff, what's new, unique, differentiated about Lisbon? Look, as a
2: conference venue, right? Sub it also first tried in Ireland, and then the internet infrastructure wasn't good enough for them. So, look, um, Lisbon is not perfect, but no per place on Earth, is right? But they have the, this decent internet infrastructure. This in public transportation, albeit in Vesemite this year, um, the metro was on strike, so it, it was literally impossible to get a cab. Um, it has, you know, very good political um, atmosphere in the sense of safety, and it had literally zero ter- terror, even in the in the last, you know, few years where uh, Western Europe suffered from, from several terrorist attacks. Um Great um, open atmosphere towards crypto, right? So the regulator says I don't forbid crypto. In my eyes, Bitcoin is a currency, so I give it the same tax benefits as a currency, right? So if you trade uh, Bitcoin, you get to enjoy the same tax benefits as if you trade um, regular currency as, as, as a euro or, or, or a dollar. Um, and then there is also, um, um, as I said, the weather and uh, the, the physical geographical location. Kind of between Western Europe in the, in the States, so it's six hours um, to New York right and if you're coming from Eastern or nor- Northern Europe, it's still like five hours including a connection. So, so I think is it, 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 just a very very good place to hold events and do and business in general and do also you think, very convenient I think
1: it's an events venue and not necessarily, you don't see a lot of crypto people actually moving to to live in Lisbon in the near future.
2: I mean, it's, it's it's quite difficult to say, right? At the end, I guess, um, people are tied to the places where they live by family and by um, community ties. And I don't really think that the entire um, crypto population of the Earth would move to Lisbon. Um, so, so, yeah, that would not, and would, not, would, not, yeah, would not probably be possible, right? I think overall, it's a very nice, whether you're in crypto or not, I could testify that it's a very nice place to live. Again, um, you know, any place has its pros and cons. But I believe that um, you know, me as a person, I prefer to to live in a place that, compared to Western Europe, is still developing, um, and 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 and, and uh, perhaps has a slightly lower social economical um, level, but has great food and great open people and great weather, and 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 in generally enjoyable oh. to you know to, to sustain others cool. and yeah. Basically.
1: yeah so who did you meet at uh, web summit rather right what did you find useful and interesting what, what, what were the big themes this time
2: right um so we actually met a lot of we were focusing on the crypto firms right we met a bunch of crypto firms um so Bitwala and we met one of the guys ledger um then um we met a few um you know kind of like underdog wallets like i wouldn't say underdog but but kind of like um um, growth-stage wallets like uh, QPay and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think that what we learned is is the vast majority of them uh, nowadays is concerned about two main factors, right? If previously you could talk to them about technology and solutions. Uh, we also met Celsius, by the way, um, great company, truly. Um I think this, the, nowadays, everyone wants to do business around growth and marketing. So in the sense that if previously I uh, would be able to tell a person, hey, um, do you need an on-ramp? Okay, let's work. Nowadays, they they would be more like, hey, okay, you know, we'll pay you the money. You acquire the customers, but then you kind of upsell them into our platform since since you don't pro- provide a custody yourself. And I think it's a good opportunity. I think nowadays... People are trying to kind of consolidate their position, especially with Visa MasterCard. Um, um, Kind of Visa, uh, sorry, MasterCard is is coming to the sphere. And people are trying to consolidate their position and kind of um, prove um, that they are capable of the growth that is required by them, by their stakeholders and their investors. Um, And I think that, though, perhaps they're looking at it a bit wrong right? Because despite um, disruptive and total stick growth, still we're seeing less than 1% of the overall global population using Bitcoin, right? So I think that the, the, right, the right way is, is, is not to kind of fight over the crypto users, rather find new ways of enabling complete newcomers to enter this world easily and without friction in the same way, in the same experience that they know from the Challenger banks and um, payment apps like right, um, like Venmo and, and PayPal and whatnot, and 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 and, and um, you know even then you could focus probably on on developing territories such as Latam and um, Africa, where people are um, perhaps more remote from using Bitcoin. Um, because in the States, according to a recent survey, only 10% of the people have never heard of Bitcoin, right? And one of one of every eight, I think, is exposed to Bitcoin in a certain way, right? Via either his investment portfolio, ETFs, pension fund, and whatnot. So those numbers are amazing, right? So I would say that what I learned is that the West is quite a consolidating market. And perhaps, um, you know, it, it's time to start exploring the territories and, and new strategies into kind of um not banking the unbanked but um bitcoining the non the unbitcoined right
1: yeah yeah so you've seen the valuation of coinbase ftx binance and all that right so the the larger exchanges have been done extremely well in the last year or so uh last two years because of the you know the, the favorable environment we are in and just the sheer amount of uh, you know liquidity and inbound demand Lots of new people have come to hold crypto in countries like India, Philippines, you name it, all over the world, US as well. So, so where have you seen growth, and you know, how do you so how are you plan competing in this uh, in 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 this space right now?
2: So, for us, we actually um, our main focus right now is B two B two C. So we, rather than competing with, um, you know, those big names, we try to partner with them and provide complementary service to the services that they provide. I don't think that, um, you know, initially when I founded the company, I chose the beachhead head of Instant Exchanges, just because even in 2016, when, um, you know, um, Android Exchange was just an idea, uh, the market was already too consolidated. And competing with, um, you know, large market makers and exchanges such as Kraken and Bitfinex and Binance was not there yet, but, you know, similar exchanges wasn't a good idea. So um, our main strategy remains B2B2C, right? We find a place where, we could, we, where they could use some OTC liquidity for some pairs that under, are underserved. Or uh, on ramping, on off ramping um, services in markets where they're having difficulties to onboard or 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 onboard clients or provide um, off ramping services for those clients. Uh, because in the sense of uh, CAC versus CLV, I truly do not believe that we could, um, you know, completely honestly with you, I do not believe that we could compete strictly because. Um, every time that we onboard a client uh, not providing any custody and not providing like um, up sales or, or, or kind of post-settlement services, like trading uh, in wallet trading and stuff like that, we probably would, you know, spend anywhere up to $250 for acquiring a client, but his CLV was not, would not be as high. Right. So our, our options are either partnering with, with companies and kind of, Helping them with their marketing um, by onboarding a client and then telling him, hey, you know, you bought, let's say, $2,000 of of Bitcoin. Instead of just holding it um, on a simple wallet, you could stake it and and get 2% or 3% yearly, if you like, of course, uh, and and then kind of make some kind of a deal with with the providers that give this kind of service. Uh, Or, um, you know, provide in-wallet frictionless, on-ramp and off-ramp and liquidity services. And then kind of the success of our partners is also our success. And and we don't need to, um, you know, um, tackle this consumer, you know, C2C consumer acquisition problem ourselves because it it, it does become increasingly difficult and expensive as in any consolidating market. Um, but yeah, it, it's if you can't bid them, join them, right? So, so that's kind of what we did.
1: That's pretty cool. So, so I, I think, uh, you know, uh, since we are talking about the web summit, there is this whole web three narrative that's uh, really starting to gain, gain ground now. We have seen, you know, decentralized finance products in the NFT space, uh, crypto gaming. Uh, there's this whole metaverse discussion with uh, Mark Zuckerberg really getting everyone excited as well. Uh, so, so it's no longer just about buying and selling crypto, you know, which is obviously uh, uh, quite a valuable business. So, I, if, I mean, how do you see this going forward in terms of where are the opportunities for, you know, entrepreneurs in Europe to to innovate and build th- uh, great things around uh, this whole Web three idea of a more decentralized internet? Right.
2: So, you know, my opinion might be unpopular, and I think that everyone is looking for um, the breaking growth and the real-world application, right? There's lots of buzz about it and lots of discussion, um, like about explosive growth, about real-world applications, and yada, yada. But knowing this market, I think that, um, you know, it, it must solidate before before having um, disruptive growth. And the reason is that, in my humble opinion, you know, except staking, which is great, but as a Bitcoin maximalist, I believe that you know the power of the Bitcoin really that it doesn't stake and doesn't inflate and has a cap supply. And that's also another uh, even, even an advantage it has over Ethereum, which if you think about it, the in, in my opinion, the, the supply shortage is, is caused by gas burned by minting tokens, doing um, you know, DEX exchanges and doing tokens, simple token transfers. So the moment they solve these inefficiencies, and you know, they move to staking and or Ethereum too. Um, the supply shortage is, is essentially solved, and, and 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 there's no way that you know it can um, enjoy the parabolic price action that you know Bitcoin has and that's um, forecasted by models like uh, stock to flow and etc. But my point is 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 not so much about the price action; it's about the fact that in my humble opinion, you know, uh, be um, the metaverse as cool and as much the future as it can be, um, having um, numbers that are more tens of or or dozens of times more than the um, GDP per capita of people in developed countries locked inside of Gifts on the internet that okay are represented by a token which is non fungible and unique, and you can prove your ownership. So, I think the technology is really great, right? But we still have to work a little bit on the use case because you know, I mean, a lot of money is a relative term, yeah. Um, and the person for a person that perhaps purchased Ethereum for, for, for three and four thousand or four dollars each. And sat on it. Um, two hundred Ethereum is essentially nothing. It's just plain money. If he was patient enough, but actually looking on numbers um, from uh, two thousand sixteen, when when the average holding of Bitcoin per person was several Bitcoins, um, to it, it went down to to twenty twenty to to less than a Bitcoin a person. So people are not that patient after all. But my point is being that. Um, You know, no offense to all the people that make money on on NFTs and all the respect to you. I kind of um, keep my feet out of it for now because, um, you know, when people told me Bitcoin has no underlying value and it's a bubble and yada yada, I could argue because, um, you know, the value is obviously the store of value and the easy remittance and all the revolution that it brings with complete and radical accountability and transparency. But when somebody tells me that the GIF on the internet, as unique as it, as it may be, and unreplicatable, um, is not worth half of a million, I really can't argue, right? So I really think NFTs could have great use cases in, 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 in um, um, you know real estate rights, perhaps, in intellectual property, and whatnot perhaps art right representing the rights of, of, of a certain art piece but personally the way it's used right now i i can't see that i can't see it's growing and scaling and then the other part which is staking, is basically just you know uh, making money out of well it, it does have a use case on some networks where your stake is used as a proof of stake to validate transactions but other than that or, or in case of lending right as, as an interest but other than that it, it just does the same thing that the banking industry does and 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 and, and i think it can come to disrupt
1: that's a very useful and interesting perspective indeed you know so i mean uh, f- from our perspective we are obviously looking at it's just the beginning of a whole other set of few interesting applications and but i think the core of the the industry is still liquidity and that's where you're doing a, a huge amount of work just one last question so we are a you know a, primarily a fintech uh, show uh, and we you know we, over the last year or so we have seen uh fintech and crypto kind of start to merge right so we've heard talks of Revolut potentially issuing a token potentially and uh, you know paypal and other fintech starting to offer crypto services where you name it, right? Uh, so, so how do you see yourself going forward? I mean, do you see yourself operating more in the fiat space uh, and sort of turning into a, a combined fintech, or are you going to focus squarely on crypto and let someone else deal with the the, the fiat fintech uh, part of the right? Situation?
2: That's an excellent. That's an excellent question.
1: So, I guess what you're asking also is, how what are you going
2: to do about the competition? So, I can tell you that we're not very worried because PayPal and and Revelo doesn't let you withdraw and deposit anything yet they're just giving you exposure um, underlying exposure to the instrument and I think that the same goes for MasterCard like a big company has obviously all the resources the small startup doesn't have but it doesn't have the agility and the ability to move fast right Um, so I think that we the the big opportunity in our eyes lays still despite the fact that um, currently it's, it's, it's tricky. And our product market feed comes uh, mainly from, from crypto to crypto OTC. Um, but um, I think that um, definitely the, the huge opportunity, the opportunity to become a you know, multi-billion dollar company and potentially more than that is by bridging um, the two worlds, right? Providing a way that an average person could, in a way that is frictionless, easy and safe, own cryptocurrency and 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 kind of become a user. So the way we achieve that, we still need need to kind of uh, work on that. But I believe that um, as a startup, we have a, a better way, a better chance, uh, and especially the startup that you know did already did that already in in, in a different sphere for several years. We have um, a greater chance of achieving that. Than a big player, right? Uh, in, in in the scope of the next half of a decade to a decade. Um, so, so in for as an answer to your question, I believe that you know, we will keep focusing on the business models that bring us the bread and butter, obviously, and we'll keep improving them and working with our partners to offer more services, borrows uh, horizontally and vertically. So more pairs, more services, uh, perhaps um, better and more advanced APIs, right? more funding methods, um, potentially also um, you know, different kinds of uh, trading and not only OTC, RFQ, but uh, we really believe that um, the mission and um, the place where the big prize lies is, at, uh, is um, in enabling the majority of the population, so the 99%, uh, be it in Africa or in Latin or even in Europe, of the people that haven't yet acquired their first Bitcoin, so giving them the tool that would be native uh, to them and would let them do it yeah. easily—that's that's kind of the.
1: Yeah, Where we're definitely aiming at. of you know getting coming into this Web3 world that I think that's being built and that definitely starts with you know the basic crypto assets. Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, also, also, fields. let me correct what I said before, right? I'm not against Web3. I think it's great. No, and obviously, not. Bitcoin is not everything, right? You can do lots of things. Yeah, the it's
1: the starting point for most users around the world. Thank you so yeah. much, Oleg. I think we are coming to the you know the end of our uh, time. So it's been a real pleasure to host you. And uh, you know really good to hear your thoughts about Web Summit and your experience in Europe and what you're building uh, on behalf of our users. Thank you so much. And we hope to see you again. All right, Daji. Thank you. Have a great
0: week ahead. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Yes. Bye.